very busy woman is Arya Gerson. And she should be. People are trying to, I mean, they're trying to get her all over the place. She's just got, you know, people, tons of people trying at all times. And we're lucky enough, honored enough to now finally grab her. Aria Gerson, you can follow her on Twitter, at Aria underscore Gerson. Vanderbilt beat writer for the Tennessee. And Aria, thank you so much for jumping on with us. Yeah, thank you for having me. Absolutely. Uh, I, I want to start off Vandy men's basketball. I want to go back to this past weekend. The game against Arkansas, I mean, a comp- it, it seems like what Stackhouse has been trying to build with this team, it finally, you know, Mercury and Venus lined up just perfectly or whatever you want to say it, it finally seemed like it just all came together. Yeah, I mean, I honestly wasn't really that surprised about the result over Arkansas. I actually picked them to beat Arkansas in my preview. So, um, you know, because they had at that time been playing better since conference play had started and, um, you know, Arkansas was reeling a little bit and the fact that there was a pretty good crowd, I think helped as well. And, and they kind of got fired up in, in, in a positive way during that game. Do you think that's, that, that was like a big deciding factor that, I mean, cause there's so much, I feel like. I'm 29 years old, Bruno, what, 26, Aria, I think you're you're probably around the same age as us. It, it We don't really know the memorial magic the way that I hear some people like Darren McFarlane talk about it or even George Plaster had talked about in times on the station that I, you know, I, I never got, I've never really gotten to see that, but when that does kind of show up uh, in, in spurts, because I know the student section was good that night, do you think that really does kind of add a little extra element to the team? Yeah, I think it does when the, you know, the attendance has been a little inconsistent this year, but I think that when it is there, you saw that in in the NIT too last year, that it does add another element, especially with, you know, the acoustics at Memorial that that make everything sound louder as well. Now, Aria, Vanderbilt, they just come off of kind of a little bit of a straight, just like the football team did in the middle of the season. They went to Missouri, then they played against Tennessee, Arkansas, Alabama. Now they, I think they get into a quote-unquote easier part of, I guess, an SEC schedule if there is such a thing. Georgia, Texas A&M, Kentucky before they end up playing Alabama again. Is there a chance they sneak another SEC game? Because I know they're starting to deal with a little bit of injury problems coming up too. Yeah, it's a big problem that Liam Robbins is going to miss probably most of the rest of the regular season because if they had Liam Robbins I would say you know they're they could win a number of upcoming games but you know without him I think you know you're probably looking at teams like South Carolina Ole Miss maybe LSU that are, are more towards the bottom of the SEC that are more winnable games you know potentially they could beat other teams as well but i think without robbins it's kind of difficult to project that for sure mm-hmm. i'm starting to learn a lot about like the history of vanderbilt basketball as i've watched listened to the fan base all these things the different arguments obviously stack got an extension early this season some fans probably weren't happy or didn't feel it was deserved and then this season starts out a little bit on a rougher road but then i see other people argue you know kevin stallings i don't think he made the tournament till his like fifth season in so what do you think is appropriate time for jerry stackhouse to kind of get this team up to like a mid to top level or a tournament team in his tenure when do you think that cutoff kind of is yeah well 
I, I kind of think that in a lot of ways it should have been this year because they went to the NIT last year. And part of that is like, you know, if you're going to get to the NIT and then the next step is to get to the tournament. I will say I was not one of the people who thought this would be a tournament team at the beginning of the season, just looking at the roster. Um, you know, I think the loss of Scotty Pippen Jr. was was too much, you know, at the beginning of the season. Um, you know, that being said, there's, as I've always said, whenever I'm asked about this, there's a lot of factors that we don't know. In particular, we don't know what his contract is and we don't know what his buyout is. Um, and without knowing that, it's hard to make a full assessment of the situation. Talking with Aria Gerson. Follow her on Twitter at Aria underscore Gerson. I want to change it up to the other side for the women of Vanderbilt. They fall uh, two nights ago down against Arkansas, but played a pretty good game still with the limited amount of bodies that they actually have. But they are under 500 here. Do you still see with that limited group, do you still see a chance of an SEC win uh, from them as they're currently sitting 0-5 in the conference play? I do. I think if you look at the SEC standings right now, there's a big group of teams that has really been struggling at the bottom of the SEC. That includes Florida, Kentucky, Auburn, and um, Texas A&M. And Vanderbilt has not played a single one of those teams yet. They've played a lot of teams that are at the top of the conference, including Tennessee, Arkansas, and LSU. Um, they have not played any of the teams, and they, they play South Carolina tomorrow, which doesn't help either. But after they play South Carolina, the schedule gets a lot easier, and they start to play some of those teams that are closer to the bottom of the conference. And that's where I think you could start to see them win some games, especially since, you know, like Texas A&M was playing games of seven players, which is even fewer than what Vanderbilt has. So I certainly think that, it's not over yet. I think their schedule was really rough. They got um, really unfavorable scheduling this year, especially at the beginning of the season. But if you look at, you know, the standings of the SEC, you can see that the teams that are coming up other than South Carolina um, are a lot worse than the ones they've already played so far. And also, we're about, what, a little under a month, I think, now till the Vandy boys come out into action what has been the vibe over there from the hawk uh, has anything any kind of news or anything come out about it have you been feeling any uh you know fans getting excited for this season what, what's been going on with that oh yeah i think there's a lot of hype around the early season tournament in arlington where they're playing tcu texas and oklahoma state you know that's going to be some great matchups and i think we'll get a really clear sense pretty early on of where this team is at you know, I think that, uh, you know, Carter Holton is really good. I'm really high on him. Uh, and obviously, Enrique Bradfield Jr. is can do everything. And he is vying to be the first three-time All-American in program history. And, you know, I think the bullpen could be the best in the country. I've said this on Twitter. If you follow me on Twitter, I keep saying, like, I think the bullpen is so good. But, you know, the... The question is more just like, can not only will the offense be better, but can they find a way to get all their best bats in the lineup consistently? And can they score enough runs against, you know, what's a really elite SEC pitching group all the way around um, to, you know, have the pitching keep them in games? 
And real quick, I, I, this other story that's come out of Vanderbilt, the uh, Sergeant, Gordon Sargent, the first amateur to get a special invite to the Masters, plays golf for Vanderbilt, and he got the invitation. How, how insane is that? I think it's such a great thing for Gordon and for Vanderbilt. You know, there's been a lot of talk lately that the NCAA champion should get an automatic invite to the Masters. It's not currently, you know, a, a policy that's in place. But I think the hope is in the golf world is partially that uh, other champions will start to get this recognition as well. But for Gordon, it's certainly, I mean, he's only a sophomore and he's already won the national title. He's already competing in the masters and to have that player on your team for potentially three more seasons, you know, Vanderbilt men's golf is already pretty elite, but like that gives you a lot of hope of like where this team is going in terms of their ability to potentially compete for and maybe even win national titles. And also just to represent Vanderbilt golf. I mean, that has to help with recruiting when you're going saying, well, our guy got invited to the Masters. Yeah, I, I mean, I who wouldn't want to commit to that program? <laughs> oh, Lord, I've seen the good things you've done for other people. Please let it be done would, to me. I wouldn't know how to act. <laughs> I wouldn't know how to act going back to school. Aria, thank you so much for jumping on with us. We always appreciate it. You can follow her on Twitter at Aria underscore Gerson. Covers all things Vanderbilt for the Tennessean. Thanks, Aria. Thank you. Good stuff from her. I mean, that if, is. If you're Gordon, you just got to find the professors that.